you've got questions, we've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've spent the last 30 years helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We're working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. This week, I'm on location in Topanga Canyon before heading off to Atlanta for Southeast Leather Fest. So today the letter is S, and S is for surrender. For most, surrendering is complicated. Letting go of control, either because there's nothing you can do to change a situation or voluntarily in order to cede control to another, takes courage, patience, and strong will. Surrender is an integral part of the BDSM slave's experience. Some surrender is necessary for any power exchange or authority transfer. So, joining me today to talk about surrender is Slave Sassy Nikki. She began her exploration into BDSM over 13 years ago and identifies as a slave and leather woman. She's a member of and sat on the board of the Hard Pink Sisterhood, 2017 to 2019, a national women's support group for those who, who appreciate, support, protect, and celebrate the female presence in leather, MSDS, kink, and the BDSM lifestyle. Sassy Nikki has an affinity for encouraging unpartnered submissives and slaves to see the value, opportunity, and limitlessness of the exploration experiences and progression available to them in this lifestyle through her active participation in her local community, online and offline education and discussion groups, and demonstrating through her own experiences in play and service and self-discovery as an unowned slave. Welcome to the show, Nikki. There we go. Thanks. Hi. Good to have you. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. So, um, I how should I address you um, during this interview? However you like, right? And people are used to me being called Lori, Lori Beth, and also Jewel because that's how I'm known in the lifestyle. So, I was going to read you. I, I I thought I would read something. It's actually rather personal, um, and just as a starting place to discuss kind of the depth of what surrender can mean. Ready? Yeah. Okay. It's called Surrender 2.0. There is that moment when all of my walls dissolve, when I'm no longer capable of thought and can do not else but respond and feel. That moment of surrender in the purest form. Words leave me when I try to describe what that feels like, how essential that is to my being whole, how fractured I feel when the walls return. The people who are close to me, those whose opinions I trust and respect, believe that crying is good for me right now. I guess it doesn't matter what people believe is I haven't a choice. I no longer have control over when and whether I cry. I can no longer shut out my feelings, nor can I shut out yours, even when you believe I am not reading you. All I can do is surrender. For all my intellect, accomplishments, and achievements, relationships, and feelings matter the most to me. That I am a woman and can feel myself female, happily, happily gloriously female, is precious beyond words. To have even one safe place... I cannot express what that is to one who has spent so much of her life safe only on her own. There is that moment. The first time I hear your voice, the first time I see you, the first time you touch me, 
that moment when my joy and gratitude light up my soul. So that was a description from eh, about 15 years ago, actually, of for me what surrender can feel like. Is that something you recognize? I do recognize that. And I could say that, um, and let me know if you can hear me okay. Yep, we're good. I just, um, I can recognize those feelings in myself almost nearly the same amount of time ago as you, as I've been a slave for over 13 years. So that definitely um, resonates with me in that thing that we were searching for, always (laughs) searching for, searching for. Um, at that time period for me as well. And it's interesting to me because it's, it's, uh, things are so much more integrated for me now. And that was at a point where struggle was probably paramount. And this idea that people have that submissive women aren't, aren't strong women. Like, I don't know how many times you've been told you couldn't possibly be submissive, but I hear that fairly regularly. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm often told that um, actually, you know, I'm, 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 I must be a switch because I'm so dominant in the world, because I'm, I am accomplished in what I do, um, and because I hold my own. But in fact, most of the women that I know that identify as slave are actually incredibly strong women for whom giving up control is a huge deal. It is not something they do easily. And that that's why it's so important to them. Absolutely. Um, There's strength in surrender. And we'll get into that, I'm sure, as a discussion on surrender comes in. Um, But I agree that most slaves um, are very confident, strong individuals. and it does take strength to surrender and to um, learn all about the mul- many facets of surrender in and through yourself um, that this lifestyle calls to you. Yeah, and one of the things one of the things I really wanted to talk about today also is that you know for those who aren't in BDSM, you know, where does where else does surrender show up? Well, where you hear about surrender, absolutely, you hear about it most often spiritually, right? People talk about surrendering spiritually. And, and that doesn't necessarily, it isn't necessarily linked to a particular religion. You know, it, it is about surrendering to a higher will, a higher power. And it's not a different thing. Like people find that just as difficult on a day-to-day basis. They do. And one of the things that my surrender right now um, how it's expressing itself is surrendering to my truth, Mm -hmm. surrendering to my most authentic self, Mm -hmm. um, surrendering to, you know, the universe and whatever your higher calling or being or spiritual path is um, on a day-to-day basis. And um, ultimately um, that would be in surrender to, uh, the master who owns me, but it's really a very individual, personal, internal thing about surrender. You're letting go um, of judgment in this. You're letting go of guilt, letting go of shame, surrendering to who you are 
what makes you happy, what makes you fulfilled, what you ultimately believe is your life's path or purpose, that is surrender. Because when you surrender to truth, whatever your truth is, um, you are free. And it's a wonderful dichotomy and irony of uh, identifying as a slave. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I, and, I, and that's the link with control. Um, and, and certainly our society and, and the way that we live our, our general lives, there's a lot of emphasis on, on um, control over uh, all the time. Um, and a lot of emphasis on conformity and conformity to various roles, mores, values. And that, it locks you up inside. That inability to be authentic and that inability to just be congruent. I mean, it's one of the things for me that's been so wonderful in the last sort of five years is that the more um, public I've decided to be um, and in doing this kind of work, the, the happier I've been because I spent so much time not being congruent. And that is so uncomfortable to, to be because people project, they project from what they see. And so if you're not saying anything to them, there's an assumption about who you are and what you are. And sometimes it's appropriate to let, in my profession, to let people project and not correct uh-huh. them. Um, but to live that way day to day, not with clients, because it's a different relationship, but doing uh, other types of work is really uncomfortable and, and really difficult. And any kind of transition into self becomes incredibly difficult. So to have the freedom now, which really was it, is a personal freedom. Some people will go, well, you're at this place in your life and this, that. No, no, this, this, took, this was a process for me to decide that this would be okay, that I wasn't going to live like that anymore, and that I was willing to accept whatever came from that, but I was no longer willing to live as someone other than me. Absolutely. And that's the freedom part of this. We've got a few minutes till break. Um, I'm, what I want to do after the break is I want to hear a bit more. I want to hear more of your story. I mean, I gave that little brief introduction. I also want to talk about, because so many people who are doing this are unpartnered. So I want to spend quite oh. a bit of time on what, un- what you can do unpartnered, because people don't think they can. They hand their power over to some anonymous thing. <laughs> You know, and and don't realize that by doing that, they that they push off partnering. True. So I, I know you've got a lot to say about this. So I really want to I talk. Do. About it. Um, but just before we go to the break, guys, I really want to mention this amazing, amazing vibrator that um, I have discovered. I know it's been around for a while, but I've discovered it and I love it. And it's called the O wand. It's elegant, cordless, completely waterproof, and super powerful. It's got four speeds, seven programs, and a completely ergonomic handle. And if you're like me and you have some issues around your wrist or elbow, it's great because it makes it much easier to hold. In my opinion, it beats the magic wand by a mile. If you want to go check it out, head over to it's mrandmrstoy.com. And if you put in the code DRLORI10, that's D-R-L-O-R-I-10, you can get a 10% discount. You can also find this link on my business page on Sexy Lifestyle Network. So go and check it out. I want to hear people's feedback about it because I love this wand. I think it's great. Um, And so we are going to head to break. 
uh, with the rest of our sponsors, we'll have something to say. And then we'll come back in about two minutes. See you then. Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. How do you feel about a non-monogamous lifestyle? Does it sound enticing? Are you worried about what others might think? Your questions are answered on Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. It's a discussion about the swinger lifestyle, non-monogamy, sex, sexuality, and where it all fits in. All we ask is that you listen with an open heart and an open mind, and you will find your desires and fantasies can come true. Tune in to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails, too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to segment two. This is the A to Z of sex. And this week, it's S is for surrender. And I'm talking with Slave Sassy Nikki. So before the break, I said I wanted um, you to tell a bit of your story and about where you're at now with this concept, because I know that you um, talk a lot about what you do as an unpartnered slave with surrender. Right. Um, I'll be happy to. So we're going to take it back uh, 13 plus years um, to when um, I discovered BDSM through erotica uh, online, through blogs and such. So we're back in 2005 or so. And I struck up a friendship with one of these writers to learn more about the lifestyle. Fast forward um, a year later, uh, this author passed me over to her husband, who was her former master, uh, to teach me about the BDSM lifestyle and what this was all about. So I spent time learning uh, with him and her online, figuring this whole thing out. 
And one of the things that happened during this early time of us knowing each other online was that I was just giving tons of resource materials uh, to read and learn and then come back and discuss. And, you know, I'd, I'd write my thoughts and essays and papers and had, you know, little assignments. And after a time of consuming all of this information, the question was posed to me, so what are you? And my immediate response was, I'm a slave. Never changed. I, I did not have that evolution for, this is interesting, perhaps I'm a sub, perhaps I'm something, and then no, I'm a slave. No, it was immediate because I got all of the information and there we were. It's interesting to me because I, I mean, I started very young. <laughs> I discovered stuff at 9, 10, 11 reading. And, and that's where I started. And I never had any doubt either. There was never a question. It was never, it was never, let's figure this out. It was just, this is who I am. There it is. Go for that. Exactly. Exactly. And so I carried on this online friendship and relationship with this master and his wife, who was also um, a dominant in her own right uh, for several, several years. And this is after my first marriage, being a single mom of little kids, several, several years, eight to be exact. Uh, we were friends, uh, learning uh, off and on. Sometimes we were closer, sometimes we uh, dabbled in online dynamic, um, and then sometimes that wasn't good for me, and I went and did other things. But after an eight-year friendship, uh, I actually uh, got on a plane to meet these people for the first time, and yeah. After uh, years, my God, you're patient. I'd have been on a plane so much earlier. Oh. <laughs> uh, the time was not right. The universe did not see fit. And it was always, uh, of course, the universe has perfect timing. Hmm. So after eight years, I actually got on a plane uh, to go meet these people. And he became my first master. Uh, we uh, engaged in a long distance dynamic. I would travel and visit um, for about a year and a half after that. And then I had some life goals and I accomplished those life goals, one of which is working from home full time, which is why I'm able to be here with you. And um, I actually moved local to, to that man who was my first master. And we were in a dynamic for another year and a half after that. So I, I moved, I moved my children, my dog, everything. Um, and, and had some, some, some issues with family because surrender is, you know, what, you know, my life is about. So after that, that dynamic actually ended, um, I said, what now? And the reason why that dynamic ended was because for some reason it wasn't serving me. Uh, there was a disparity uh, with my first master myself. He had 40 plus years in the lifestyle, had done all the things, traveled the world, owned tons of slaves, had different types of dynamics, you know, community leader, all of these things, but he was kind of in his retirement phase of the lifestyle where he just wanted to chill out and, and be with his, with his slave. I didn't know that there was a community. Right. I knew that there, I hadn't done all the things. And so once, uh, once I released myself from that dynamic, I found the community and the next phase of my surrender kind of really began in terms of self-discovery. 
That's cool. I mean, it's um, it, it's an interesting story for me because often um, online things don't go like this, right? Because I'm older and also started earlier, but I'm older. And so when I started, there was no online. Right. So exactly. My, you know, my first experiences were by luck, mostly. I had an ad in the Village Voice, you know, um, and and then there was computers, but there was not really online. There were bulletin boards and there was, but I actually met people in person by chance. So I didn't know there was a community either. Right. Interesting. The person that I yeah. met and that mm-hmm. was that. That's awesome. Yeah, my, my first master is uh, 26 years older than I am. So he was very familiar with the, the message boards and uh, the chat rooms and, and what have you. So again, he had done all the things. Um, I just knew that there was something uh, more uh, that I needed. So how has that worked for you? So that you went from an, um, from a, a, kind of a very solid real life experience to out into a very complex landscape. Very. Um, I'm in an interesting position uh, because I came into the community with a lot of experience and education from a academic, almost an academic standpoint, Um, but new in the community, meaning people are, uh, surprised when I say I've only been in the community for three years because I've had so much experience. So when I came into the community, one, I figured out why my dynamic wasn't serving me. It's because I had a need for community, connection, exploring different kinks and experiences and service and surrender and all those things that I wasn't getting when we practiced privately. Right. So I came out into the community and my uh, my wealth of experience and knowledge was both um, a a help and a hindrance because I thought I knew everything. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Mm. And so I came out and, uh, you know, went to my first big event, my first time in a dungeon, my first time in the community physically was me getting on another plane and going to Thunder in the Mountains. Oh, right. That's an interesting that event for a first-time event. That's like that's like a pretty cool event for a first-time event. Right. So I got by myself. I went out and stayed for five days and learned so, so, so much. Um, and, and, and I just never stopped from there. But I went through that normal, um, I'm saying normal, frenzy, and thinking I knew everything. Um, had a couple of Velcro collars very quickly. Um, so uh, I learned. <laughs> um, we, are, we are about uh, two minutes from breaks. I mean, I should just say to people who don't know what a Velcro collar is, it's like one that goes on and comes off within six months. You know, these are ones that usually are put on within three minutes <laughs> and come off very quickly. Um, Very quickly. Because they're not real. Because they're fantasy. We get excited and we want to do all the things. And we think that uh, we need to be partnered in order to do all the things. That's right. And 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 you don't. 
and you don't. But it, it, one of the things that's interesting with that also is is that usually people who are willing to, to, to collar you that quickly don't really have very much to teach you. No. So it's a nice thing to think about, right? You know, you meet somebody and within five minutes, you're like, yeah, I'm spending the rest of my life with you. There are situations where that happens. I won't say that. You know, some people love it for sight. They have 50 years together. Slave at first sight's a little different, <laughs> you know? And so we're going to, we'll talk a bit also about, does love have to exist in this dynamic? Oh, I would love to talk about that. Yeah, well, because I think that lots of people have some real fantasy ideas of what things always look like. And I like to bust those fantasies because it solves the problem of lots of unhappiness when you bust fantasies and give people a taste of reality. So we should be back in a couple of minutes after a word from our sponsors. And um, we will bust some fantasies. Looking forward to it. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. What is your level of sexual expertise? Want to find something new? Listen for Sisters of Sexuality every week on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. There's no judgment here, and every topic is safe and sex positive. So we'll explore them together. It's time to push your sexual boundaries and try some new experiences with your hosts, Taylor Sparks, Parrish Michelle Blair, and Jet Setting Jasmine, with Marla Renee Stewart and Tiffany Janae. You won't want to miss a single show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails, too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex. This week, S is for surrender, and I'm with Slave Sassy Nikki. And we're going to talk about what surrender means unpartnered. So I think what we were talking about briefly in the break, I said that, you know, this is not the same surrender as it might be if you're surrendering to a master or a mistress for a relationship. But there's loads of surrender that you can be doing on a daily basis, there's loads of practice, which brings you loads of knowledge and satisfaction. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm partnered. Render, as we talked about, I think at the top um, of our discussion of uh, to yourself, to your true self, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is really the surrender that we practice 
every day, all day, if we are on this path um, within the DSM lifestyle, you're surrendering to your truth and your true self. And that will ultimately lead to um, surrender within a dynamic if that is what you desire, that's what your vision is. So when I surrender, surrendering to my true self is uh, being authentic in terms of the life that I live. I have um, created a life actually around this lifestyle so that I don't have pieces of me that I have to keep hidden. And ultimately surrendering my truth and being a slave um, helped shape my vision for what slavery looks like to me, both outside of and within a dynamic. And then that surrender guides my steps. If I'm focused on the truth of who I am in my center, then um, I can surrender to that and that will help lead my, my steps. And I, I mean, I always find that really interesting because, I mean, I am partnered. Um, and so I've got ongoing surrender to him, which is a journey. I mean, people think you surrender and you're done. No. You know, if you are surrendering to the will of another and you are a strong um, person with a lot of will and a lot of ideas and, and, and intelligence, et cetera, et cetera, then that is an active process every fucking day, really. Every moment. Yeah, every moment because, you know, it's not about my vision anymore. Um, as part of my surrender to him, it is about my vision. It's like I, I need to let him know what's going on. And so there's that, that making sure you're in alignment with your true self and then communicating that. But it's no longer my vision, which is a really different um a different process on some levels, but the same on others because you're constantly confronted in the world with things that aren't your vision right. that you have to figure out what to do with. And I had a spiritual teacher who used to constantly admonish me to surrender in the moment. In order to surrender in the moment, you have to be in the moment. And that's where I find most people have the, the biggest amount of trouble starting. Yes is that they're never in the moment. They're out there, they're, they're looking for what's going to come. They're looking back at what they had. They're looking for what, and they're never sitting in that moment, ever. Part of, of my evolution with surrender uh, and the self-discovery and self-reflection that we do constantly um, was taught to me um, by someone in this community and they told me to just be. Just be. And how how annoying was that the first time you heard that? Very. It was very yeah. annoying because I was like, well, what do you want me to do? Or, um, you know, you, you, how can I be of service? And the the command was just be. I, it's like uh, the first time somebody said that to me, I was 21. I told him to go fuck himself and walked out. <clears throat> he was not impressed. <laughs> No, but if you are going to just be, um, keep in mind that is a form of surrender. Yeah. To the moment, to the present, to yeah. just yourself, you are enough. How many of us have trouble surrendering to the fact that you are as you should be and you are enough right now 
right this moment, that takes surrender. And that's probably the biggest part of surrender that we're going to talk about in terms of BDSM, this lifestyle, MS, master of slavery. And, and, and that's because you can't be, you can't surrender to another's will worrying about whether you're enough, not enough, this, that, the other thing. Absolutely. You're handing you're, you're handing over, and in handing over, you hand over all that you are. That includes all the shit. And it, it it's it's not easy to do that. Backsliding no, is very common. It 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 is not easy to surrender um, to that to the fact that you are a a divine and and perfectly created being right now, right this moment, right? And everything is as it should be. So that's presence, that's in the moment and that takes a lot of surrender. And I think people have a tendency and I think this is, is, is common throughout to stick things in a moment. So like you do that now and, and you have a perfect moment, and that's your model for every perfect moment. And people forget that we move and change, and that's part of us as beings. That's part of being human is that you move and change. And that part of surrender is to move with that. Absolutely. Um, there's a difference in, in terms of being authentic and being consistent, mm-hmm. right? Um, because sometimes consistency requires um, you to apply the same uh, actions and reactions to the exact same situation. However, when you're authentic, you can apply your values to different situations and you are consistently authentic. It's different than just um, baseline consistency. I do the same thing every time, no matter what. And that's not going to apply to every situation. Um, so it's one thing to be, um, very obedient and worthy and altruistic, virtuous, you are in service and you are at someone's feet or at their command for whatever that time frame or relationship is to doing the same things when you are by yourself and you're in your home. Um, how can you apply that same level of service and obedience and, uh, worthiness and what have you? So what do you recommend for people who are trying to um, prepare, right? Mm-hmm. Who are preparing for partnered life? Uh, my recommendation um, is going to be always to go and soak up um, a vast variety of education. There is so much education available. And yes, I understand everyone listening, I understand that the internet is very overwhelming right now. You're going to see a contradictory statement or philosophy about every single thing that you are interested in or curious about. Understood. However, when you get into the community, um, and this goes back to when I got into the community after leaving my first dynamic, because there was something I was missing, I took as many classes as possible. Um, And there are quality classes all around the country from everything from play to dynamics to self-development to uh, addiction um, to titles, titles in this lifestyle. So I would say go and um, 
I would say go and get education. There are events, some are um, less than um, optimal in terms of expenses, but there are some expenses that can, um, there are some educational expenses that are not that much. So I would say go to, to classes, but then apply what you learned um, and take your time. Yep. Take your time. I would focus on that because you can't um, really get that online. It's going to be very difficult. And you then you can get, apply it. Yeah, you got to apply it in person. The, what you can get online, you can get some stuff online. And there are some there are some online classes that are, but they don't meet. They're not just online. It's not like, uh, here, you read these things. They, they, there's a usually a Zoom component to it or a Skype component to it, so where you're actually still interacting. So you can do that. Um, there's, if, if you can't get to events, there are some things that are good that you can do that way and combine that with events. There are also scholarships available. Um, so th- sometimes it's, it's hard to defray the cost, but if you don't ask, you don't get. So it's always worth asking, is there a scholarship available? Or like, um, for example, um, volunteering. Uh, I'll use Desire as an example because I just came back from there. Desire, um, everybody volunteers a bit, but they need lots of volunteering. And if you volunteer for eight or more hours, you get a discount. So it can become really cost effective because you can end up with almost a free event or a free event still with the time to attend classes and also the chance to experience service. Absolutely. Um, Volunteering, scholarships, um, but going to get this education and then applying it um, in terms of play. Um, One of the first classes I took taught me how to negotiate um, and how to be a responsible bottom. Um, I primarily identify as a bottom in terms of play, Um, active bottoming. And those things that I learned three years ago have never failed me. Um, in terms of learning that. And so I play and I have been able to go be in service to someone for an hour or a weekend or a week without being partnered. And that I think is important because it has allowed me to learn about myself before knowing how and when to partner with someone. Yeah. And that's, so there, there it is. So, and that's another bit, which is that surrender is not necessarily something that you do by yourself until you find a partner that you can enter into short-term service contracts um, and short-term dynamic contracts. And um, you gain through that, you gain a lot through that. Also, even if you're partnered, sometimes depending on your partner and, and their style, you can be in service to others. You can surrender to your partner by surrendering to somebody else and you get more knowledge and more experience and, and more inner knowledge because it, it, it fosters your growth, which means that ultimately your dynamic is um, richer. Right. Um, absolutely. And, and one of the things... Um, you know, I know that this is S for surrender and not V for vetting, uh, but getting to know people over a long period of time and, and by people that also includes yourself is going to help you figure out how you can align best with someone else. Developing your vision as an unpartnered um, person in this lifestyle, especially from the right side of the slash, whether you identify as a sub, a slave, or 
whatever type on the right side of the slash, developing your own vision. And that's going to take time. And one of the things that when I promote going to events is you're going to be able to talk with other people who are going to help you develop your own vision because you'll take a piece of what one has and say, I really like this. Or you think you like one thing and then you see it in action and you say, you know, maybe that's not exactly what I was going for. Um, and then when you have your vision, um, in order to surrender to someone else's, you want to be well aligned or very much aligned. So when you're very much aligned, that surrender, that dynamic doesn't feel like such a heavy lift because their their vision is very closely aligned to your vision. And that is where I am. So we will talk about that. Um, we're just about on the next break. And we'll talk about that further in the last segment because um, it, it's an interesting conversation. Sometimes people think um, um, what you need to do is get rid of everything that's yours. And, um, and some masters and mistresses want a blank slate. So we'll talk about what that looks like. Um, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Don't forget, you can call in or you can write in. Happy to answer any questions. It does not have to be on this topic. If we don't get to it this week, I will get to it next week. So please, please, please do get in touch and we'll see you back in just a couple of minutes. Explore your deeper desires. Listen. Learn and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Your sex energy is your life energy. That's a central focus of The Conscious Living Show with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sexual life is a parameter for your physical, mental, and intimate relationship health. If something is out of whack, by listening, you may be able to identify the problem and fix it. And it's not always about the sex. Tune in to The Conscious Living Show, broadcasting live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Tune in to talk about sex and sexuality from a man's point of view. The Everything Sexy Show is direct, open, and uncensored discussions, ranging from open relationships to kink, sex parties, and self-love. Hosted by Jamal and Polly Rick, they'll answer your questions, discuss topics you're curious about, and provide a safe forum for perverted and provocative discussions you just won't get anywhere else. Check it out. It never hurts to listen. Everything Sexy, Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This is the A to Z of Sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. 
So, hey, everyone, welcome back. It's the final segment of S is Sports Surrender, and I am still talking with Sassy Nikki. And we were going to talk about a bit about um, the last thing we were talking about was alignment, which is great. And so what you were saying was that it's really important to build your own vision and that by the time you partner for a longer term or for forever, depending on how you look at things, um, if you've built your vision, you look for somebody with a similar vision because when you when you're in good alignment with the person, then the surrender isn't as onerous because you're you're in alignment. So their their values are your values, which is really important. There are some people, however, who really want a blank slate. That is very true, um, but. A blank slate is is one thing, and that is a certain type of person. And if you want to be a blank slate, then you find yourself that person who wants that blank slate. I am definitely not a person who was ever a blank slate, ever. Ever. If I were, then I would probably be still in my first dynamic. Um, However, um, I'll just give you some examples. My vision um, includes you know, absolute surrender um, to the will and vision of another. It includes family. It includes community being active. It includes um, uh, being able to use all of my skills, talents, and abilities to bring something to fruition. You know, I'm a very apt uh, business person, people person. I have lots of skills. So someone who has a vision that's going to be able to utilize those, um, and so that's not necessarily blank, but it does give a lot of flexibility. Well, and right? that's, that's also really interesting because um, a lot of times people think that, that surrendering means that there are things that you don't do, i.e., I have a load of skills, and then this is why people mistake me and say, oh, you must be a switch or you must be a talk. Because I'm out there, I'm the person out there talking from our household. My head of house occasionally does a show with me now, which is fun. But my head of house tends to be quiet and in the background. He says he's a stealth, and he is. You know, we're we're a we're Fendragon pack. We are. You know, he our totems are the wolf and the dragon. They don't tend to be out there. They stalk, and that's how he is. And for him, he loves having me out front and saying that's mine. So right. he wants me to use every skill I have, and I'm encouraged to use all of my skills. Right. That's different from sometimes what people think when we talk surrender. Yeah, because there are different leadership styles, and there are different um, following or support styles. So you want to kind of think about that um, when you're talking about surrender, right? Um, one of the things I'd like to add is that on my left wrist and in uh, the leather lifestyle, the left side is usually for the dominant side um, as someone identifies. But on my left wrist, I have a tattoo that means centeredness. And the reason why I have it on my left wrist is because I am in surrender to my center above right. and beyond right. anything else. And so I, I put it there purposefully in my center and my vision of my authentic self, is, which is a slave, which is a leather woman. Therefore, I'm surrendered to that. So anything that I follow that's a part of my surrender is going to um, be 
from my center. And that includes a partnership. So it helps me and guides me if I'm going to be authentic and I'm going to surrender to myself, my true self, um, then that true self is going to say, you're going to partner with someone who is also aligned with your center and your vision is, and they're looking for that person. And that doesn't make somebody bossy. I mean, the fact that I get to use all my skills, I'm still surrendered to him. And that means in my, in our household, he has the last word on everything. He's just not a micromanager. Right. Yeah. And, and that was a conscious choice on my part. I had a short relationship with a micromanager. I don't do well being micromanaged. Um, no, I, I don't either. I do well with, um, with here's the task, get it done. And it doesn't yeah. matter. Now I do enjoy uh, short periods of, of specific tasks um, and exercises in obedience, you know, yeah, but, um, but that, that's just a small facet. That's not my primary. That's a um, key for me. Right. That's a kink, right? You know, some days, you know, I want you to tell me what to wear and tell me what to do and sit and stand and yeah. and all those things. But um, that's a that's a kink. That's that's kind of a scene. That's a mood. That's a that's a time period. Yeah, that's not a that's not a twenty four seven relationship for me. That's it would drive me nuts. Thankfully, I decided to surrender for, to somebody who does not want to do that twenty four seven. So we're good. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um. um Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I respect those who are well aligned, who enjoy that. I do know some people who tax manager down to every stitch of clothing they have on and how they're supposed to to do that in the third. And I think it's beautiful. And I love when people are well matched and they enjoy it. And that, and that is, and so do I, I mean, you know, this isn't a judgment. This is, I know what I am good at. I know what, um, what I am able to do. And, and where I am authentic, right? And that's not it, right? And if, and as an unpartnered uh, S type, right, you can actually go and be in service to different types of leaders um, or dominance to see how you like. What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? And that's all going to help you um, as you are trying to surrender to this lifestyle and, and your identity within it. I love doing that. I, I was in service to someone who was very, very high protocol and it was enjoyable, but ooh, I could not do it 24 um, seven. And that, you know, we're, cl- we're quite close to the end. And the, but there, I did kind of want to finish with a couple remarks on this, which is to, to remind people that first of all, um, not everybody does 24 seven period, right? You can be a slave and say that I don't want to live this lifestyle 24 seven. And that's perfectly valid choice. And you're still looking to surrender and you're still looking at what kind of a partner do you want um, in that. And, and, and trying out different situations is a great way to find out where you excel. It's also a great way to gain some skills. Um, I've done some high protocol stuff and I've gained skills through that and I like doing that. And I like doing that for short periods of time, but, it, but I choose to live 24-7 and I couldn't do it 24-7. So there are many different ways of doing this, but step one is to start getting your head around surrendered for yourself and thinking about that in terms of you as an individual, not in terms of any partner. Right. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. This has been fun. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy that we're able to make this time and day work. 
Yep, this is brilliant. So everybody, thanks for listening today. You know if you have more questions, you can email me at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com. If you have an idea for the show, please do send it in. If you're interested in learning even more about surrender, and if you're in the London, UK area, I'm teaching an evening workshop on the 25th of June at Women's Erotic Emporium, um, and it should be a lot of fun. It's going to be a small group workshop. On the 24th of June... Um, Morloki and I will have our first DS and BDSM learning munch. This group is for people who are involved in master-slave, owner-property, dominant-submissive relationships, and want to learn more about these dynamics in relationships. We are willing to have you if you're just starting out. It's going to take place at Women's Erotic Emporium as well. We are charging a small fee to cover the venue rental, and the group is going to be every two months. You can check out the details on my business page on the Sexy Lifestyle Network and links to tickets are there. And I will see you next week when tea is for toys and tattoos and I will be on location from Atlanta. Thank you guys for listening. Have a happy, healthy and sexy week. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlaurybethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. See you next week. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's the sexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.